Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing Mac Jones and his ever rising draft stock. Why is it happening? What is the NFL looking at with Mac Jones? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback. Kind of comes out of nowhere this year to post one of the best grades we've ever seen for a quarterback. And he does it with some incredible receiving talent, including Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith. There's a lot to unpack here, but let's start with Mac Jones, what he is and why people are talking about him potentially as the number three overall pick. Yeah, I I think a lot of this has been like a market correction. I think Mac Jones' stock actually belongs kind of where it is right now, which is up there with those other quarterbacks. And the reason it wasn't is because he doesn't look that impressive, you know? Dad bought Jones that we've coined him. The, like, it just it doesn't look yes. the same, right? You know, it's it looks like... Tom Brady circa 2000 combine, you know, with the doughy dad bod, the, the arm that doesn't blow everybody away. It just, it doesn't look right, right? Whereas it's being compared with Trevor Lawrence, who's like the golden boy, with Zach, uh, Zach Wilson and his, you know, his dimples and his headband and his, his boyish good looks. And then Justin Fields and his 4-3 and Trey Lance and his insane overall athleticism. And then dad bod jones right just by comparison it's it's left everyone kind of overlooking him but when you actually look at what he did this year like it's right up there with anybody else i think it is the highest grade we've ever given a quarterback it's also the highest adjusted completion rate we've ever seen from a quarterback his profile statistically is right there with joe burrow from a year ago and you know i think you can argue that that alabama offense helped him out even more than Joe Burrow's offense did with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Joe Brady calling plays. But he did execute it to an extremely high level. And that, I think, is what like NFL teams are starting to focus in on. It's, hey, look, if we have a good system in place here, this dude might run it better than anybody else available. Yeah, I mean, that's why if you go check out the PFF NFL, uh, NFL podcast this week, and we did our mock draft on Monday... And I said Denver. That Denver is the team I kind of want to see him with because they have those, well, former Bama receiver Jerry Judy, but they have those guys who get open, and I think Mac Jones can get over there and you know just throw the ball accurately and hit those open throws. My hesitancy with Mac Jones is probably stemming from recency bias. It, it, we've talked about this a ton, but just to reiterate, the most recent breakout quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Maybe Deshaun Watson to a point, but he was a production guy as well. But Patrick Mahomes was a guy who had one year of production at Texas Tech. Josh Allen had one year of production at Wyoming, and it was his second to last season at Wyoming. Justin Herbert had his best season as a freshman and then kind of tapered off to, at Oregon. So these guys all have excellent arm talent, athleticism, and these are the guys that have emerged as star quarterbacks or potential star quarterbacks, the guys who have had a lot of success in recent years where, you know, just the productive college quarterbacks have not, especially when they don't have tools, the Cody Kesslers of the world. So I'm a little gun shy 
I think. And, and Tua is, is the most recent thing as well. Tua is over there with an even better supporting cast than Mac Jones because he had the same guys plus two more first rounders. And Tua didn't look great last year. And I honestly don't think his tools are at the same level as Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and certainly not Mahomes or some of these other guys. So I think that's part of the issue too. And now Mac Jones is in this draft class where he's not close to having the best arm. He's the fifth most athletic of the first round caliber quarterbacks by far. And there's a lot of just the pure tools and traits working against him. Yeah, the, the recent history of those quarterbacks definitely doesn't help. And I think the Tua thing hurts him as well because it's only been, what, 10 games for Tua. So it's too early to, do, to write him off or to crown him or whatever you want to do. It's just too soon. But he was the quarterback of those three first rounders that struggled the most with their transition. And he's coming from the exact same system. And he's coming with a lot of the same negatives or limitations in terms of a relative lack of arm compared to those other guys. So Tua being the slowest to translate just has to hurt Mac Jones or at least can't help his uh, projection to that next level. But I think what you're looking at is, you know, I've been saying this for ages as Drew Brees declined, right? And you think about his traits as those sliders. And when as the arm strength slider started to go down, he was still able to grade in the 90s at PFF because his accuracy and his anticipation sliders were still maxed out. He was still one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever do it. Mac Jones, with his tools, needs to be able to do that with his sliders. He needs to be incredibly accurate, which, as we already said, he is. He's the most accurate quarterback in this draft class in terms of adjusted completion rate, in terms of just anything up to 10 yards. He's, he's dead on. Um, and he needs to be right there in terms of anticipation and diagnosis and ability to read a defense. And I think he kind of is. Like I'm, I'm not saying he's Drew Brees or he's Tom Brady, but of all the quarterbacks in this class, I don't think anybody processes a defense as well as Mac Jones does and as quickly as Mac Jones does. You don't see him misdiagnose coverages and put the ball in harm's way because he didn't see something. You don't see him struggle to work through a progression he fires through it and goes from one to two to three to check down and bam, he will execute an offense just insanely quickly. And I think what teams are saying is that that's still the most important thing, right? Give me the best combination of ability to read a defense and accuracy and we'll work on everything else or we'll work around everything else. And that is Mac Jones. Seven PFF game grades above 90. I mean, there's no taking away what Mac Jones did last year at Alabama. He filled in when Tua got hurt late in 2019, was pretty solid. And I think that's where the Joe Burrow comparison is fair. You know, Burrow was good, not great. Uh, his second to last season at LSU and then his last season was one of the best we've ever seen in college football history. That's what Mac Jones just had. So where does this all land, Sam? You know, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. Mac Jones' ability to process, throw the ball accurately, uh, but got a good feel for all the throws that he needs to make as far as touch and putting the ball away from coverage. He has all that stuff. Again, I think I'm just slightly worried about what happens if if the scheme isn't there. What happens if he does have to create outside of structure? The thing that I love about Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson is that ability to create when things aren't there. I have faith that they can do it. And I also think they have the arm to hit passes at levels of the fields that maybe other quarterbacks can't and maybe I'm overrating that in particular but I feel like Mac Jones 
is going to need a lot of things around him to be good. And maybe it's just because we haven't seen him without an incredible supporting cast like he had at Alabama. I think that's what makes him a really interesting evaluation, though, is because you can talk yourself reasonably into either scenario. I think you can paint a picture whereby and I'm doing it right now. Right. Of course you are, Mr. Fence Sitter. It's just your natural state. But you can definitely paint a picture whereby all the things that he's good at, the mental processing, the accuracy, the ability to run an offense as good as that, that all translates, and that's what he's doing at the next level. And if he gets drafted into a Kyle Shanahan system, that dude's just trucking away from day one and making everyone look ridiculous, even though he can't you know, move or doesn't have a great arm and all those kinds of things. On the other hand, you can also reasonably construct the case that take him out of that system and make him have to diagnose coverages when he's not throwing a guy's wide the hell open every play. And he's dealing with tighter windows and he's dealing with uh, more sophisticated coverages and better pressure packages and all those kinds of things. You just make every piece of his environmental system around him worse that Mac Jones can't survive or can't thrive at the same level. So I think either outcome is entirely reasonable to come to, and that's what makes him such an intriguing prospect at the top of the draft because that, that's what we're doing here, right? You, can, you just have to make a, make a case. Which one do you think he's going to be? And that determines where you're going to take him. By the way, did you see his actual pro day measurables? Yes. He's not. Not bad. He's not. Not bad. Not the kind of catastrophic athlete people are painting him as. A dude ran a four six eight and a seven second three cone. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's not not bad at all. Um, especially I think what people you know for a dad bod, very impressive. Um, here's the here's the real question though. Kyle Shanahan moving up to number three. He's either looking at what I what I keep saying is he's looking at a run a running quarterback to take his offense to the next level. And a guy that will t- hit the open throws that he creates, work play action times 100 because you have a QB run threat. So I think it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance. The alternative, and the reason why I don't think it's Mac Jones is because Mac Jones is too similar to Jimmy Garoppolo. However, the 49ers could be saying, well, give me Mac Jones on a rookie contract, and then we're just going to load up this roster around Mac Jones. Where do you think he's going? There's a lot of smoke around Mac Jones at number three. I'm just not buying into it right now. I could buy it. I came to the conclusion. You're buying it now. You're buying it. You really are. I could buy it. I came to the conclusion after watching him that, look, I think he will be a successful quarterback. I think ultimately the positives outweigh the negatives. And all other things being equal, I would come down on that side like 55-45. But I'm not confident to the point where I would bet three first-round picks on it, which is what the 49ers will have done if they're drafting him number three overall. That would be a hell of a statement to make. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that's why I think I think Shanahan's going for the home run, and I just don't know if he sees a home run in Mac Jones. Let us know. Where are you leaning? The athletic toolsy guys or the dependable Mac Jones? It's the PFF, NFL Daily. <laughs> <laughs> 